Welcome to the Boom Clap Podcast. I'm excited for this episode today. I don't know about you, Cecily, but we've had heavier topics over the last several weeks or topics we have to dive into a bit more. And today we are going to just, I think, give you a topic that we feel like everyone needs right now. Including Cecily us. and I had, yeah, Cecily and I had talked um, last week in just talking over anxiety and how it's playing into everyone's life right now and how we're getting, or I'm at least, I'll speak for myself, getting so many messages about people feeling very anxious in the current situation and just with where their lives are going based on current events. And so we had talked and we're like, Cecily, I think said to me, I think people really need this topic right now. And I was like, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So we're giving you I don't know. I'm thinking of that song now. You don't always get what you want, but sometimes you get what you need. I don't know. I don't even know what song you're talking about. <laughs> the Rolling Stones. Oh, no? okay. No, you know, you're know. so much better with the classics than I am. It just popped into my head when I said that. So anyway, <laughs> it's not really applicable at all. Um, but this is what we feel like people need today. Yeah. So we're going to dive into anxiety a little bit, mm-hmm. given the current state. Yeah, I mean, I love talking about heavy topics, and I think you do too. But uh, yeah, sometimes you know, you just get to a point where everything feels heavy, and you need to lighten it up a little bit. And I don't know, I just that's kind of the vibe I'm getting from people around me too. It's it's just nice to like take a step back and just focus less on the details and more on the ultimate. In a way, I don't know, you know. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um last year, last fall, last spring, I guess, whenever the whole virus topic itself was very heavy, mm-hmm. I found myself getting overwhelmed with information. Like there was always a video to watch, always something to dive into yes. to figure out, to try to like understand, you know, how does this work? Mm-hmm. Um this treatment, that treatment, all of these things and I would find myself getting overwhelmed with the information and mm-hmm. even like people talking about viruses and vir- like virology and is the virus real or is it exosomes and is it something in your own body and all of this stuff. And mm-hmm. I I really like diving into research and just thinking yeah. about things outside the box and like maybe things aren't what it seems and learning about that stuff. But at the same time, you can get overwhelmed with it. And mm-hmm. at that point in the game, people were messaging me anxious about that. And I was feeling it a little bit too. But totally. at the time, I just would always – how I would quiet the anxiety or that overwhelm, I would – and I guess I wouldn't describe it as anxiety for me, but overwhelm, um, I would just step back and realize, you know, regardless of what information is true, what's right, like the the – like static state remains the same, right? The, the, um, I don't know how to put it. The, there are things that are unchanging. For example, like if you're anxious about being sick from the virus, if you're anxious of, you know, is it a virus? Is it the exosomes? Whatever, you know, it's unchanging what you need to do, right? You take Mm -hmm. care of your body. Those things are unchanging. Those things are steady. Those things are true. Those things are right. And, none of the other stuff matters. It may be interesting to learn about and Mm -hmm. it's interesting to study, but it doesn't really matter to my current life and my current state. Does that make sense? 
Yeah, it totally does. And you know that that old saying, I don't even know how old it is, but people say it a lot. <laughs> um, just do the next right thing, right? No matter what the truth, the minute details are when it comes, like Rita and I, we both advocate for finding truth all the time. But mm-hmm. while you're doing that, like in the minute details of your day and the decisions you make, like I love that we can just be you know, comforted in the fact that all we really have to do is to do the next right thing. And usually, you know what that is. Like Rita used the example of, you know, viruses or exosomes or whatever the heck it is. You know, we still take care of our bodies. We still move. We still eat healthy. We still drink water. Mm -hmm. We still take our vitamins. Like there's these unchangeables that are just true no matter what, you know, and that's a really honestly, such a comforting thing. Those are those basic things that honestly, they follow the laws of science and they follow the laws of nature and they follow the laws of the Bible. And it's just those things are such an anchor when there's all these things that we can just toil about, you know? Yeah. The laws of nature and laws of the Bible, I think are really, that's really the best way to put it. Um, that when all of these things well up in my mind or my heart, you just take it back to the very simple. I just think mm-hmm. of it – I tell Cecily all the time, you guys, I'm, I can't remember if I've said this on here, but I feel like I'm a very visual person and sometimes my words don't come out as well as the vision in my head. Mm. And sometimes I just feel – I guess how I would describe – the feeling of the peace that I get from thinking about those unchanging things that are laws of nature, laws of the Bible is just sitting out in an open field. Like it is so simple and so peaceful mm-hmm. and it's not touched by the uh, distress and anxiety causing things that man does, you know, mm-hmm. in his thoughts and actions to make things better or change things. Does that make sense? Yeah, it totally does. And it reminds me actually, Rita, of what we were talking about. It may have been the same conversation that we had a couple weeks ago. And I was telling you about how I was stressed and feeling overwhelmed. And I could either choose to like keep working and keep being overwhelmed and just trying to get things done. Or I could choose to go for a walk and I chose to go for a walk. And I said to you later, I'm like, yeah, like I know it sounds super weird and super hippie, but I went up the mountain a ways and I like hugged a tree and there's something so, (laughs) I know it sounds ridiculous, but there's something so calming about just, you know, you described sitting out in a field and this peace, right? There's something so calming about nature. And so I can see why that vision of like, sitting in this field is peaceful because I have that same feeling when I just get out and touch the earth and am remember and am reminded that there are things that are just bigger than me and bigger than my problems. And there are things that are more constant and there's this eternity. And I find that when we are reminded of that, it's just so grounding. Yeah. It's just like stripping all of the world away mm-hmm. and getting down to the root of what matters. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So on current events, like current times, I feel like the anxiety is a bit different of like mm-hmm. what's causing people anxiety. The yeah. messages I've been getting were specifically on a day I talked about the 
<clears throat> excuse me, vaccine rollout for children. Parents mm-hmm. were very anxious about mm-hmm. school and what they're going to do, you know, for school when this is mandated within schools and, you know, the workplace situation for so many people. And I get it. Don't get me wrong. I get it. And I, so I don't want to come off as saying, don't be anxious about that. And, mm-hmm. you know, maybe being crass about, you know, how you're feeling. That's not what I'm saying. I get that. But at the same time, I think we need to step back and consider where that anxiety is coming from. Like, why are you actually feeling anxious, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. about your children in the school situation? Um, or I guess that's a, just one example, but especially mm-hmm. about that. Um, I think about, you know, why do you, why do you feel anxious? Why I think some people, I don't know, Cecily, I'm just rambling now. Shut me up. No, no, <laughs> you're. You're making you're making because total sense. I don't I, I feel like I am so off right now. Like I just feel no. so stupid right now. Rita, okay, so just so that everyone else knows, like usually I will send Rita the link for our podcast before we record, like the link to where we record. And usually I will title it something <laughs> that has to do with our podcast topic. Today, my brain was so fried that I couldn't even remember what we were planning to talk about. I couldn't form any thoughts in my brain. And all I, I just labeled this episode <laughs> today. <laughs> so are we leaving this in here while I <laughs> tell you to shut me up? I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> I hadn't really thought about it, to be honest. (laughs) Anyway. I I just feel like my brain can't form a thought, although I know what I want to say. No, I know what There are probably multiple reasons for that right now. But um, anyway, I guess on the topic of anxiety currently, present time, so many people are anxious about the school situation and sending their Mm -hmm. kids to school um, or not being able to send their kids to school if there is a vaccine mandate. This is just one example, but I think it's a very solid example that is felt broadly across the board by so many parents. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important when we're feeling anxious, especially about the uncertainty in the world, to get to the root of why we feel anxious. And I think that just based off of comments and messages I'm getting, that parents are anxious because they think they won't be able to send their kids to school. Well, why do you feel anxious about not being able to send your kids to school? Do you think that's the only place they can learn? Mm. And do you realize how new and fresh the school systems that we now put our children into are? This hasn't been that way for very long, and many, many people survived before us. And what happens if our kids don't go to these schools anymore? What does that look like? You know, what do we actually need Mm -hmm. to give our children as far as education? And can we do that in some other way? And so when you strip Mm -hmm. it down and start asking yourself some of these very basic questions and think about what you actually need in life, like do Mm -hmm. you – do you need to send your kids to school? Like, why do you need to send your kids to school? Because you're working outside the home and you need somewhere to send them or because you don't feel capable of homeschooling? You know, get mm-hmm. to the root of the problem and it alleviates a lot of anxiety because sometimes you realize things are more simple than they seem. Yeah. I mean, I think it's like with everything, always find the root. I mean, we've talked before on here about autoimmune diseases or when people are sick. Like, it's not helpful to just take the pill or listen to one piece of advice if, if you're not finding out what the root is, like what caused you to be sick in the first place. Mm-hmm. Or like our very first 
episode that we ever did on values. Like everyone can list off their values, but not many people have thought about the roots of their values and why they truly matter and how it affects their life. The When it comes down to all the things we're dealing with, it's not enough to just look at the surface and you know, maybe even start to panic because things on the surface are starting to look different. But when you get down to the root of it, that's when you can really find it. So I love that school example. That's a really good one. And we talked about that a lot in the, I think it was our fourth episode on train their brains. And it was just a a look at how to do things differently. Not that you have to do things differently, but what freedom is there in knowing that you can do things differently Mm -hmm. while still living within your values and taking care of your family. Yeah, for sure. And I think some of the anxiety might come from also just feeling like you might fall behind if you're not doing what everyone else is doing. And then you need to ask yourself if that's where the anxiety is coming from. Are you in competition with anyone? Right. You know, is Mm -hmm. that what's important to you? Does that align with your values? And I also find it very comforting to just strip everything away, like we said, and what do you actually need in life? We need, you know, go to Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you know, food, mm-hmm. water, shelter. And mm-hmm. what have we potentially elevated on that hierarchy that should be technically lower? You know what yeah. I mean? Like we so really need food, water, shelter, which mm-hmm. is pretty simple if you think of it. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about this. Needs, yeah. Yeah. When – We've talked about this before, but like I'm sitting here and I'm looking around and there's so much in my house that I don't need right here. Mm -hmm. You know, what are we striving to keep up with? Yeah, I totally agree. And I think this is a good place to maybe bring in the scripture that we wanted to talk about today. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So it's from Matthew 6. We're going to read quite a chunk. It's 15 verses from 19 to 34, but it's just also applicable. So here we go. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body, so if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light, but if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness." If then the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness. No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these." But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not be much? Will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all of these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. 
but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. So I love that passage, and I feel like there's so much that we can pick through, (laughs) pick through that. But like what Rita was getting to earlier, you know, what's your reason for being anxious about school or about any other thing? You know, like, is it because you want to work that job or is it because you don't feel you're capable? But it's just such a good reminder that like, you know, our treasure is not here on earth. It's in heaven. And I like this also in verse 34, do not be anxious about tomorrow for tomorrow will be anxious for itself, sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Like that just reminds me of that. Do the next right thing thing, you know, like, you know, it doesn't help us to, to worry about what's coming when we still have the next moment right in front of us. And we have to deal with that moment before we can deal with what's happening next month. Yeah. I think my favorite part, which Mm -hmm. is maybe a more overlooked part of the passage is Mm -hmm. observe how the wildflowers of the fields grow. They Mm -hmm. don't labor or spin thread. And then going on to say, you know, yet Solomon and all of his splendor was not adorned like Mm -hmm. one of them. And so saying, you know, these wildflowers do nothing but just grow as God allows them to. And yet they're more beautiful and more perfect, you know? And so I think about all of the things that we strive to do and maybe our lives would be a lot better, (laughs) a lot more rich if we just stopped and didn't do all these things we didn't have to do. I was thinking, you know, just about I was driving home today and my mind was just thinking about this episode and, you know, the why behind some of the anxiety. And I was, sometimes I think about this anyway, when I start to get stressed out about like all the things I have to do in life. Mm -hmm. And obviously, yes, there are responsibilities, but a lot of these responsibilities are put upon us by ways of the world, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. Mm -hmm. And So I was thinking like most of the things that stress me out in life or the things that I quote have to do and the things that I have to get done in order to, you know, have whatever I need to have Mm. are all put upon myself by me and by taking up the way of the world, right? Mm -hmm. And that part of the verse just – or that part of the passage rather reminds Mm -hmm. me so much that – really, I don't have to do any of these things. My life doesn't have to be anxious or stressful or any of those things, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that that verse too. I'm just going to read it again. Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Like it's, it's like that field that you described earlier. Like there's just, when you read that verse, you get that same deep sense of peace and confidence, I guess is how I would describe it. Yes. And I've been spending a little bit of time studying Revelation and particularly Revelation 3, and that's um, the letter to the church in Laodicea. And what I learned is that the Laodicean church, first of all, was really wealthy. Um, So they were well known for their wealth. They were well known for their fashion and their clothing. And they were also well known for an eye ointment that they had developed in their medical school. But it's interesting because even though they were so well known for their gorgeous clothing, 
And this eye ointment, they were described as wretched, pitiable, poor, blind, and naked. So it's kind of like those outward strengths, you know, like on the outside, what seemed like strengths for this city, you know, Jesus actually called it out in them and said, you know, that's what it may look like, but things aren't what they seem. You're actually wretched, pitiable, poor, blind, and naked. You may be wealthy, but I call you poor. You may have developed this eye ointment, but I call you blind. And you may have the best clothes, but I call you naked and pitiable. And I just think that when we seek our own kingdom, and that's what it talks about in these verses as well, is how we're supposed to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these things will be added to you. But when we're instead seeking our own kingdom, it's no wonder we feel so out of alignment with how things should be because we're supposed to be seeking God's kingdom, right? And it's so easy for us to get that mixed up when we're in this world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that that's something that for me has been something weighing on me heavy over the last few years is just this that's a way of describing it, seeking your own kingdom, like this Mm -hmm. stuff, all this Mm -hmm. stuff we have in our life. Like I don't even want it anymore. I don't desire Mm -hmm. it. And it actually weighs heavy on me Mm -hmm. because it feels out of alignment with a life I should be living, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think it totally does. So the the verse that I kind of highlighted here is 33 but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, what I just Mm -hmm. read a second ago. And so I was like, okay, so what is the kingdom of God? So I looked in this big, huge book that I have, Systematic Theology. It's basically, I had a friend who's also a nurse. She described it as the Mosby's of theology. Like it's a a big, huge book. And um, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do a little bit of reading on what's the kingdom of God. So the kingdom of God is the rule of God. So I feel like a lot of the times on earth, what we're trying to accomplish is our own rule, right? Mm -hmm. But the kingdom of God is the rule of God. And we, his people, you know, the church, those who call ourselves Christians, we're supposed to be an instrument of the kingdom. We are not the kingdom. We're an instrument of it. And the kingdom of God manifests itself through us if we're doing things right, you know? And I just thought that was so interesting because it's one of those things like that verse, I will read it and I'll be like, yeah, yeah, totally seek first the kingdom of God. But it's like, but what does that really mean when I Mm -hmm. apply it to my daily life? It's exactly what you described. Like all these things that we have that take up our time and take up our energy and our resources, that's not of God's kingdom necessarily. Not to say that those things can't be, but it totally depends on how we use them and what's our heart posture, right? Yes. Yeah. And I think about where this might be diverting from your subject line right now, but Mm -hmm. I think about where I feel closest to the Lord and where I feel the Lord's presence the most and um, where I feel that peace in my heart. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it's the simple things like watching the sunset at night, you know, those have been like the sunset has always been one of my favorite times a day and favorite things to watch. Mm -hmm. Um, But lately it's been bringing me even greater peace than normal. And I feel Mm -hmm. God's presence in the things that he created, you know? Yeah. Yeah. These basic elements, right? Like the things that he first 
put on earth, the things that he first called into existence. You know, there's so much on earth that we humans have brought. And I'm not saying that those are bad things. They can be very Mm -hmm. good things. But when they're misused, when anything is misused, it can be a bad thing. But when we get back to these just basic elements that God created, that he intended as good gifts for us, there is, yeah, nothing more peaceful than that. This, like, I find when I'm trying to pray, which, you know, I have times where prayer is really easy and I have times where prayer is really hard. But when we are feeling stressed and overwhelmed and anxious, what we need is we need to be able to pray. We we need to be able to go to God in communion and um, feel his presence and wait for him to speak to us. And I find that if I try to do that when I'm in an anxious state, but I'm locked in my bedroom or something, it can be really difficult to pray meaningfully. But if I get outside and go for a walk down the road or get up the mountain, all of a sudden, it's like God is standing right beside me and we're just having this conversation. And it changes things when you change your environment, you know? Yeah, I absolutely. I can feel that in my heart, like when you're describing Mm -hmm. it, I can 100% Mm -hmm. feel like where I'm at when I feel like there's so much on my mind and I'm anxious and I can't Mm -hmm. get into prayer. And then when I step outside into that fresh air and like you said about the things that man has created that are sometimes good, you know, if Mm -hmm. used the right way, it's not even good versus bad necessarily for me all the time. It's just the things that God himself created that man can't touch bring more fulfillment. Yeah. Good or bad. You know what I mean? That's so true. Yeah. I totally agree with that. And I, I think totally that fulfillment agree. brings peace because it is unchanged and it's just untouched. And I think that mm-hmm. that's what the outdoors and the sunset and the fresh air and the, yeah. you know, fields like that just feels, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Peace yeah. and home, you know. Totally. And it's just, you know, things can feel like they're falling apart and then you get out in creation and it's all of a sudden these things seem lighter, you know, they don't seem to hold the same weight and gravity anymore. Gosh, I don't know. I already feel lighter after talking through this with you. So I hope anybody listening feels lighter in their heart and just like lighter completely right now because I just feel happier and lighter. That's all I can say. And I mean, if you don't yet, then get outside, <laughs> you know, like that, <laughs> yeah. that's that's kind of what we've been spending our last 10 minutes on is just, yeah, I just feel like if we think about the current events going on right now, the things that are going wrong in the world are because humans have touched it. <laughs> and Seriously. Um, yeah, yeah. Like everything, right? We, we touch things and, you know, it's the curse and, and they go wrong and, This is why we need to seek first the kingdom of God, because whether we're seeking our own personal kingdom within our family or within our community or within our church, or if we're, you know, looking to the government to be the kingdom or to North America to be the kingdom, that's going to lead down a road to destruction. But when Mm -hmm. we're seeking first the kingdom of God and we're living lives that are in alignment with that, then it's like the future reign of God just breaks into the present, you know, and it just fills us with this peace and this 
confidence. I know I've said those words together because I feel like those words do go together, peace and confidence. And I just think also of how it's described in Revelation, like when when Jesus returns and we are going to be all gathered together, all people from all different types, tribes, tongues, and nations, and we're all going to be worshiping God. And I, whenever I imagine that, I imagine that we are outside. And I just think of the fact that we live in this racially divided world and, you know, this world where we're not even allowed to get near each other right now. And when I think of us gathered together around the throne of God, just praising him in creation, in what he has made. Yeah, it just, it's, it's like, I've never looked more forward to it than I have these past couple years. And so I just love the thought of like last week or the week before I had said that we were talking a little bit about how the present is not meaningless because it has eternal implications. Mm -hmm. And I had said that, you know, the present being here on earth is not like being in a green room, just waiting for eternity to come. So when I think like we're seeking the kingdom of God, and then we get this little glimpse of the future reign of God breaking into the present, like that's a really exciting notion. And it just makes me think that all the crap going on in the world is just temporary and there's so much good to come. Yeah. Out of that whole beautiful uh, dissertation you just put forth, I I realized that I at any time I've imagined heaven, I'm never inside. Yeah. It's always outside. Isn't that interesting? I just like, I- realized that. Like I never really thought about that before that I've yeah. never imagined myself indoors in heaven. Me neither. I'm always outside. And really interesting. I think that whether we realize it or not, like we are we are made to be in creation. Mm-hmm. Who knew that this episode was going to be so much about nature? <laughs> well, I think though, for me, that is what it is. Like just the simplicity, right? The yeah. simplicity of like all of this stuff, be it information stuff or, mm-hmm. you know, physical stuff, you know, whatever it is, it goes away. And just getting down to the basics of what we actually need, what we actually need to do, what life is actually about, having that eternal mindset, you know, that's really what this episode is about. Because if Mm -hmm. you just keep it really simple, and I even told Cecily, like, this might not be that long of an episode when we started, but Mm -hmm. really it doesn't need to be long because it's simple and basic. And there's not a lot to say about it, but that's the beautiful thing, right? Is it is simple. Yeah, and it is. You don't need a major, you know, instruction manual other than your Bible and just mm. s- making everything simple, right? It's not yeah. that complicated. Mm. Um, one other thing I do want to say, Cecily, though, mm-hmm. is in talking about anxiety, one of my friends had brought up that she was just sad, you know, right. that she was going to have a, you know, potentially miss the graduation of all of her children because Mm. her kids are all graduating within the next couple years, you know, or last Mm. year and then the next few years. Um, And I was like, man, that is sad, you know? And I said, you know, Mm. everybody's grieving something right now, whether it's the loss of their job or, um, I mean, within the, within the context of current events, like there are Mm -hmm. things to grieve for everyone I feel. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but I do want to bring up, you know, sadness is different than anxiety. Those are two different totally. feelings and emotions. Mm-hmm. And so being able to separate that sometimes also helps. Yeah. Um, because it's okay to be sad about life looking differently than you thought it was going to look. Yeah. In regards to this current situation. Yeah. Um, but sometimes it's a joyful thing. Like I'm kind mm-hmm. of – I don't want to say – I don't want to make people upset by saying I'm excited. But mm-hmm. I think it's hard for me to be in this limbo of things still are kind of normal, but you know they're not going yeah. to be. I would just yeah. rather rip the Band-Aid off and just right. let it Move go. On. And yeah. <laughs> just yeah. – I don't know. I don't want to say live in a commune, but like <laughs> just be like <laughs> out here in the country by myself, you know, yeah. I don't know. This may sound crazy to people, but no, it doesn't. It's not exciting, but it's a little exciting because it's simple. And I yeah. feel like I would thrive in this like little house on the prairie environment maybe. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Rita, you totally would. I would too. <laughs> I always say, I think I was born maybe in the wrong century, but um No, when you were talking about the difference between anxiety and sadness and that everyone is mourning something right now, like I think what a lot of people are mourning is a way of life, right? Mm -hmm. And when we're thinking about like, let's just use the graduation example specifically, like, you know, graduations have become such a staple of almost like the American dream, right? Like you can -hmm. can picture your kids graduating and what that's going to be like. Um, But I will say like I did grade 11 and 12 in the same year. And because of the time that I finished, I never went to my graduation and it depends on your personality and perspective. I did not care at all. Like that's just, I don't care for ceremonies and pomp and circumstance, but you know, it's okay to miss these things. And I don't mean Mm -hmm. that to sound like I'm not sympathetic towards her um, sadness at all, because I totally am. I know what she means, but what kind of got me thinking as you were describing that situation was the word that came to mind was reimagine. Like, you know, take that sadness and feel it, but then also reimagine what it could look like. So maybe graduation's not going to look like what they had imagined, but maybe it can be so much better. You know, like maybe it can be so much better. And I don't know what that would look like exactly, but that's up to each family to just kind of reimagine and I think there's something so exciting about reimagining and like when you described like looking forward to like living on this commune or a little house on the prairie lifestyle (laughs) shouldn't have said commune (laughs) (laughs) not what I meant (laughs) (laughs) Rita's gonna become like a communist is that what you're telling us (laughs) no not what that'll never happen (laughs) I think what you're trying to achieve is the opposite of that right (laughs) but well I was thinking like a little community of people that are kind of like working together which would be kind of a commune but not a commune not like a cult (laughs) or anything no No one's gonna be drinking any kool-aid yeah (laughs) (laughs) no I've actually been kind of I just have this craving inside of me to like to just be out in the open on like a ranch, you know, not that I'm going to do that, but there's just something so peaceful about being surrounded by the people you love and nature and living on mission while being completely at peace. And I'm like, man, I just imagine myself moving up North or something or down South and like living this simple life. But you know what? There's ways to live a simple life within the life you're already living. It's just, again, it just takes some reimagining. Yeah. 
I was smiling so big when you were saying that about reimagine and feel the sadness, mm. but it's because I felt the same when we were talking about that. I just I kind of grew up clinging to traditions and things that were quote traditions, but mm. when like we talked about earlier in this episode, you know, with school, how long has school been around the way that we um, do it? Really, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of these quote traditions that we have really haven't been traditions for that long, just a few generations. And mm -hmm. what is their true importance on our life? Like, not really that much. And I think that there's a lot of power and um, goodness that can come from breaking some of these traditions um, and teaching your kids, you know, not mm -hmm. to cling so much to. Um, a way of life or a tradition mm -hmm. in life, but clinging more closely to their values yeah. and being willing to break, you know, these whatever, you know, system you're mm -hmm. in or tradition mm -hmm. you're clinging to in order to cling more closely to the values. Yeah, I love that. You're like stepping outside the box, but only to get closer to what you value. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Anyway... Is that about it, you think? Yeah. This was yeah. a very, like, I feel like it was a winding road that yeah. led to a really good place. And I feel good. Like, I feel better. And I hope everyone listening feels better. Mm -hmm. I, hope I hope so, too. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much for listening today with us. If you want to find us outside the podcast, you can find me, Rita, at RitaRogersCo.com or RitaRogersCo on Instagram. And you can find me, Cecily, on Instagram at cecily.dickey or on my website, thegracetogrow.com. Thanks for listening.